This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello and welcome to the latest exclusive podcast for members of the Blood Red Club. We've something a little bit different for you this week, a look at a very highly rated addition to the Liverpool squad over the summer, who's already begun to make an impression at Anfield. England youth international winger Bobby Clark chose to move to the Reds amidst interest from other top Premier League clubs too, and he made the perfect start to life on Merseyside by scoring against Watford in a friendly just before the international break, and then got his first competitive goal for the Reds against Nottingham Forest under-18s last weekend. I'll be joined shortly by Lee Ryder, Chief Newcastle United reporter for the Newcastle Chronicle, to have a chat about Bobby Clark and what Liverpool fans can expect to see from him shortly. And then myself and Guy Clark will be on hand to have a look ahead to the UEFA Youth League, which begins again on Wednesday afternoon with the Reds under-19 side hosting AC Milan. Lee, thanks very much for, for joining me. Liverpool didn't make loads of, of additions this summer, just the one at first team level. But how excited should they be about the one that they made at youth level, Bobby Clark from Newcastle? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he was effectively Newcastle's, you know, most promising youngster. And now the potential that Newcastle did have at their hands is now where, is, is, now, is now with Liverpool. And obviously you've seen it at the weekend already, scoring you know his first competitive goal scored in a friendly as well already he's a really exciting player who's got bags of skill bags of talent but most importantly that that sort of potential which Newcastle have now lost and that that's the most disappointing thing for for the Newcastle fans that you know he was a player that you know could have led up the stage at St James's Park but now you know he's, he's gone to Liverpool and, and and that is a it's a real kick in the teeth um, for Newcastle fans. He's the son of a Newcastle legend as well, of course. That must have, have hurt as well. I mean, just how upset are Newcastle as, as a club as well at, at losing him? It, it must be must be difficult to, to get such a top pos- prospect poached from you. Yeah, I mean, Lee Clark was an integral part of the entertainers team under Kevin Keegan back in the day. And he, you know, was hoping to see his son <clears throat> following his footsteps uh, sadly that hasn't happened because he uh, has decided to go to Liverpool and I don't think Lee Clark pushed him any direction he said that you know Bobby is a very independently minded young lad and he he made the decision and you know from a young footballer's point of view why would you turn down Liverpool why would you turn down Jurgen Klopp exciting things happening, unbelievable facilities, incredible global fan base. You know, it, it ticks all the boxes. Newcastle at the moment are a club that are existing, basically. Uh, we, there's no ambition there. Uh, there's there's no, um, you know, chance to win a trophy. There's no chance to en- enhance your uh, opportunities to play for your country. It's... It's a mess in Newcastle at the moment, and uh, everything that you want to believe is good about Newcastle just isn't happening at the moment. So I can totally understand why uh, Bobby Clark's you know gone down that road. I know there was one or two other clubs interested as well. I think Tottenham is is one name that I've seen linked with him. Were, were there others as well? I suppose given how highly rated he is, there must have been a few teams taking a look at him. Oh yeah, I mean I I got. Told Tottenham Hotspur were, were were in in for him. 
heard Bayern Munich at one point, uh, and I heard, you know, a host of other top clubs uh, around the continent were, were new about him, and he's decided to go to Liverpool. So, you know, that Liverpool are, you know, one of the, you know, biggest clubs in the world. Uh, and what, as I say, why, why wouldn't he go there? And realistically, had Newcastle, you know, sat down with him and offered him assurances, um, he may, he may, he may have stayed because because of his affinity with the area and obviously his dad. But you know, football, it, it it's it's a it's a very small window, isn't it, when you're a young player? And basically, if uh, in that in that time frame, if you don't make the right decisions, you you for forever regretting them. I think. I think uh, Lee Clark had a great career with Newcastle, and, and he probably has no regrets. But uh, realistically, for Bobby Clark, this is one he, he couldn't turn down. And, and really, most Newcastle fans know, uh, in in the same position, they with the way the club has been operated at the minute, it's a uh, it's a decision they might have done as well. Yeah, absolutely. A very exciting attacking play plays out wide, as as far as I'm aware. What can you tell us about what sort of a, a player he is, his position, that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, look, he's a, he's a young forward and I think he's still only 16, so probably his, his best position uh, is still to be decided, really. But certainly an attacking player, dynamic, has an eye for goal, has an eye for, for the spectacular. He has all the skills and he's going to be a presence in, in your final third going forward and you know obviously the way Liverpool play they like to get forward they have so many forward players uh, who are capable of for example the Barcelona game in the Champions League you know a number of goals down and then turn it around at Anfield because of that front foot football and you know I think in the fullness of time that's the sort of occasion that he would love to be involved with um he's got a lot of learning to do in between that but certainly he's got the ambition and you know drive to get there and you know we've seen already haven't we we've seen him score goals already in a liverpool shirt and he's only been there five minutes so it's a fantastic move for him yeah two goals in in two games so far is is that one of his strengths do you think that the sort of decisiveness in the final third and is there is there a player that maybe you could compare him to just in terms of, of the style to give people an idea of of what sort of a, an attacking player he is yeah i mean obviously you've always you've always got to be sort of care uh, very careful with with, with com- comparisons um but for me uh and you know i don't i don't I don't talk about it lightly, but at, at, at the same sort of age, you, you know, you had a young Paul Gascoigne at, at Newcastle before the days of nutrition dietitians. You know, he was carrying a lot more weight than Bobby Clark is at the minute. But the the reality is that 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 sort of raw skill reminds me a little bit of Gaza, and at, at the same age. And obviously, that's a that's a very high target to, to to go for for any player. But you know, comparing them at the same age, that there is a there is a similarity there for me. And uh, yeah, I would I would love to see him. Uh, I'd love to see him push on and uh, you know reach the, the same height. And and what an opportunity it is because you're working with you know first class coaches who you know 
Paul Gascoigne had an unbelievable career, but he didn't have perhaps the right guidance, perhaps the right coaching around him all the time. As I say, the nutrition is such a huge part of it. He didn't have all that sort of stuff around him. But now uh, Bobby Clark has that opportunity to, to really grasp it and, and become that complete player. I know you've reported in the last few weeks that Bobby had a, a one-to-one chat with Jurgen Klopp and that helped get this over the line. I mean, I suppose that says quite a lot in itself, doesn't it? Because Jurgen Klopp wouldn't do that for, for every player. This has got to be one that he was desperate to, to get over that line. Yeah, I mean, look, if you, if, if you go into a room with Jurgen Klopp and, you know, there's a decision to be made, you're walking away from that room, I would say, with the ink drying on the, on the contract because he's... He's a phenomenal manager. He's a phenomenal human being in terms of motivational techniques. And yeah, there was only going to be one winner there. And whether at the other end, whether Steve Bruce even got that far in terms of having a conversation with with Bobby Clark, we don't know for sure. I'm sure that it would have been out there anyway, but that, that is the difference between a club that has the ambition and a club that is just happy to let things unravel and you know it's happened before actually um with uh, um lewis gibson he went to everton across stanley park there and uh he he uh is a talented sort of fullback who newcastle lost and i know he hasn't played so much for everton and i think he's on loan at the moment um in the championship but at the moment he would probably be playing for newcastle united's first team will be in and around it and you know we haven't got that we, we aren't even able to rely on that so it's not the first time it's happened at the academy and it might not be the last time either and that that is that is worrying yeah certainly I mean just I suppose that the opposite of that I suppose in terms of the top clubs is is Liverpool and you think of, of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Harvey Elliott, Kay Gordon all of these players I suppose Bobby will have, have grown up in England youth teams with a few of these players and he'll know that there is a pathway, there is an opportunity. When the time is right, he, he will get that chance to play with the first team, to, to play at Anfield and, and things like that. That must have, have played a big role in, in his decision as well, I would think. Yeah, I mean, look, it's the the history of Liverpool is, is there it's there for all to see. And, you know, it's a, it's a special place and, you know, it's a special city. And, you know, the football it's it's similar to Newcastle in terms of the fan base because everyone just talks about football all the time, 24-7. And, you know, he he will now have that dream and ambition to to run out at Anfield one day. And, yeah, that the the reality is he'd probably end up scoring goals against Newcastle. And uh, that, is, that is a real kick in the teeth. But from a personal point of view you know you can't blame him you cannot blame him for making that decision because the ambition just simply isn't there at Newcastle at the moment so so it's uh yeah it, it, it's good luck to him and for Newcastle uh they've got to learn lessons from it and make sure it never happens again I know uh, Steve Bruce mentioned that at the time didn't he that he moved on I mean it was a flawed system he said that had allowed Liverpool to, to come in and poach Bobby Clark. Is, is that something that, that you agree with? Or it seems like you're saying that Newcastle maybe should have done a little bit more from their perspective to, to convince him, actually. And it, it might be the other way around almost. Yeah, well, on the day on the day of his 17th birthday, uh, 
would have been when he signs a professional contract for Newcastle. They can start talking about that contract before it's signed. You can have a pre-contract agreement. You can say, we're going to give you this if you become a professional footballer with us. And whatever was spoken about, whatever was offered or what wasn't offered, obviously, you know, wasn't going to tempt them to, to stay at Newcastle. And uh, it's all right saying follow in the footsteps of, of your dad. But at the end of the day, if, if Liverpool are offering more of a package and they are making more effort, you know, sitting down with Jurgen Klopp is, is a huge thing anyway. But if they're making more effort and they are putting together a better package to lure you to, to sign for Liverpool and sign as a professional, then, you know, that, that's where Newcastle have got to look at it themselves. Did they did they put in enough effort to, to get him to stay? Yeah, absolutely. I think for, for me, it, it sort of sounds a little bit like the, the Elliot and, and Gordon situation of them playing very, very young. I think he played under-18s football at, at 14, didn't he? He's one of that's those right. that's, that's well ahead of, of his years and, and it seems like a, a very similar type of deal to, to those two, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Liverpool are renowned for getting that, that balance and blend right of having superstars on the pitch, but also making sure youngsters uh, get an opportunity as well, which which we've seen um, in, in recent times. And Jurgen Klopp, brave enough to put out a full team of them at one stage. So that is real confidence in, in your young players. And uh, yeah, any, any youngster in the UK would be desperate to, to sign for Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Clark, one to watch for the future, certainly. Lee Ryder, thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Lee Ryder there from the Newcastle Chronicle speaking with Matt, myself, Guy Clark, having jumped in and hijacked this week's Blood Red Club. Matt, I hope you don't mind, but before we go, we're going to talk about the return of the UEFA Youth League. Of course, the Champions League returning this evening. Liverpool welcoming AC Milan, the first team, to Anfield, but the two under-19 sides also going up against one another. And this was a competition that was dearly missed last season because of COVID and very important that it's back for the youngsters. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's one that couldn't really take place. They did initially try and do it, I think, in, in February or March. They had this idea of maybe doing it across the course of, of a week or 10 days. But even that, in the end, just wasn't wasn't feasible at all to, to do. So it was uh, it was a big loss, really. I think a, a lot of, of these players, you know, they, they play, obviously, all of the domestic teams and, and so on in, in the various competitions that there are. And, you know, there's there's a decent amount of games. But I think this is... It's a different test. It's a, a different uh, style of football. It's it, certainly when they go away from home. Obviously, they're at, they're at home to, to Milan as the first team are. But when they travel to, to some of these other places, it's just a case of of getting into that groove. And, and if you're going to play for Liverpool at some point, you're going to play in uh, at the very least the Europa League, if not the Champions League. You're going to have to travel. You're going to have to to get used to to playing abroad in, in different stadiums and, and going away for, for a few days and mixing that in with the other domestic competitions. So I think as much as anything, just being in that rhythm is hugely important. And yeah, I think for, for a few of these players, some of them will have missed out last season. We'll get the, the opportunity to, to put that right this season. And I'm sure it's a, a competition that Liverpool will really take seriously, not least because they weren't able to, to do that last season. It was also big, wasn't it, last time? Sorry, as my phone goes off. Uh, very unprofessional from me there, Matt. But in terms of uh, the last time it was played properly, um, 
the UEFA Youth League. It was big for the development of a few of those in Liverpool colours. Notably to me, Harvey uh, Elliott and Curtis Jones, their names leap out that I seem to remember they did have real strong youth league campaigns for Liverpool. And it was a key part of, I suppose, bridging that gap from moving from playing under-21s, albeit this is obviously for under-19s, the UEFA Youth League, to then actually making that step to the first team, given the calibre of teams they're coming up against. And whilst we look at the first team's group as the group of death, having the academy sides of AC Milan, Atletico Madrid and certainly Porto, who have a very good academy for Liverpool to play against, is a real good breeding ground for Liverpool's youngsters. Yeah, Porto in, in particular, really interesting with the, the Pep Linders link and obviously one or two others, Vito Matos as well, has come across from there. So I'm sure they'll be looking forward to, to going across and they usually go and, and watch these games in the afternoon before obviously the first team play a little bit later on. So yeah, plenty of, of interest and I think it's it's really important that we see the, the development, as you say, Curtis Jones and, and Harvey Elliott both took huge steps forward, really. It's, it's an opportunity and it's it's a bigger stage, isn't it? It just sounds a lot better, the UEFA Youth League, compared to you know the, the Premier League North and, and all of that stuff that they play in day-to-day and train for, really. And I just think it's it's so important to to get a little bit more out of, of youth football. And it's not quite enough, usually, for, for a lot of players. Obviously, Curtis Jones is, is an exception. Usually, they have to go out on loan, as Harvey Elliott did. But Curtis Jones this was this was almost like his loan this was this was what he did this was the bridge between as you say youth football and, and senior football and I think there's there's a few names that you'd be looking at for having a, a similar impact hopefully this season I mean Kate Gordon I'm sure will be involved James Balagese is one that I always get asked about he's obviously very highly rated but has never played in this competition before so both of them still very young 16 17 but it's a huge opportunity i think matthias musielowski as well will probably be there and, and play in this one it's a chance for these players to to get themselves a bit of a name really because if nothing else they will get the headlines they'll get a bit more interest and attention if they play in in these games compared to you know sunderland or newcastle or whoever they play at the weekend nottingham forest as it was for for the, the reds last weekend this will be the the big game that that you know, people sort of look to, really. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose with that continental element, as you say, there were Curtis Jones. I mean, to me, when you were reeling off a few names, Connor Bradley was one that kind of came to mind for me. He's obviously been away with the Northern Ireland side, got his senior debut and been involved in, in that senior squad. It is just another experience for these guys to get used to. As you mentioned right at the top, when we're talking about UEFA Youth League, even, even such things that we might kind of think as small as travel and realising what kind of infrastructure and facilities are elsewhere around the continent. Yeah, Conor Bradley, 18, isn't he? So he's he's another one that will will almost certainly play in this one. And it is, it's an opportunity. Obviously, he's gone away for, for an international duty and this is a similar sort of experience, I would say. It's going to be similarly um, important for, for his development. And even some of the players like Stefan Bacicic, who came in in January, he's played one or two games this season for, for the under-18s, but it's an opportunity for Liverpool fans on a, a more wider scale. There'll be more interest, I'm sure, in, in the UEFA Youth League than sort of the other the other games that they play this season. So even for someone like him, it's it's an opportunity. Milkham Fraundorf, he's obviously come in and made a, a bit of a name for himself. Maybe not quite as big a name as, as Musielowski did last season, but certainly, again, it's going to be an opportunity for him. So... I think, you know, once we've reeled off all of these six or seven names that we've gone through there, you look at that team and it really will be a strong contingent. I mean, we saw, you know, Jake Kane and, and Leighton Clarkson play a lot of the, the games last season. 
obviously they're now both out on on loan. Tyler Morton, I assume, will will be one of those that that will come in. You go through that team, and it's it's a really strong team, and it's it's a difficult group, as you say, but it's it's beneficial. And I'd be back in back in Liverpool to to get themselves through. Obviously, don't know a great deal about AC Milan's under nineteens team, but you'd fancy given some of the names that that will play for for Liverpool, they've got a real good chance, I would think. Yeah, well, all, all three clubs, aren't they? AC Milan, Atletico Madrid and, and Porto, not just rather illustrious names these days in terms of European football, but all, also having produced some of their own players over the last few years as well. So it will be really interesting to see how Liverpool go. The games will be uh, on TV, on, on BT Sport, so do catch them if you can. Of course, it all starts with AC Milan later on. But also involved, we've thrown through... We've, we've flown through a few of the, the names, Matt. Let me put my teeth back in. Started this podcast talking with Lee all about Bobby Clark having arrived from Newcastle United. Might be a platform for him. Yeah, absolutely. Again, he's he's another one. I'd put him in the, the same sort of category as, as Cade Gordon, really. It's it's an opportunity to replicate what Curtis Jones and, and Harvey Elliott did and go and, and give yourself that platform, go and, and put a name down for yourself, really. He's, he's obviously still very young, still only 16, so it would be very early for him to play this, but all the way through his career, as, as we said with Lee before, you know, Bobby Clark was playing under-18s football at 14, so... It wouldn't be that wild to say that he could play under 19s football at 16. So, yeah, I'd be really interested to see if he plays two goals in, in two games so far with the, the Watford friendly and obviously the, the Forest goal at the weekend. So, yeah, it's again a huge opportunity for him. And Liverpool have, have just got so many options. You wonder quite how it's it's going to fit together. I wonder if there'll be a, a kind of Gordon Fraundorf, Clark Musilowski front four, something like that. That would be would be really interesting to, to see how that develops. And yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time. I think this has got to be, it's got to be one of the reasons that, that Bobby Clark has chosen Liverpool, you know, to, to get the opportunity to play in this. If he was still at, at Newcastle, that certainly wouldn't be the case. So yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time and I'm really looking forward to, to going down and, and seeing all of these names, but but hopefully Bobby Clark as well, as, as long as he's on that team sheet. Yeah, he's been a Bobby Dazzler so far to start off at Liverpool. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I know I've come into to Blood Red Club and I've thrown a, a pun down straight away. But anyway, that's all we've time for here on this edition of the Blood Red Club. Do make sure to keep spreading the word and sharing it with uh, your friends and getting them to sign up. Bloodredpodcast.co.uk. All it takes, of course, is your email address, as you well know, given you are listening into us here on our exclusive offering. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.